Welcome to Enrich Relationships, a podcast designed to help leaders improve their personal and professional relationships from a father and son team. We each bring executive corporate experience in both public and private companies, as well as personal experience as brothers, fathers, and sons. I'm Dax Rich. And I'm Larry Rich. And together we discuss different leadership skills and concepts that will help you at work and at home. As we think about our podcast, my dad and I talk pretty much every week, if not every other week, about ideas and topics that would be valuable. And one that came to our mind was talking about apologizing. There is absolutely no way to enrich a relationship if you don't apologize. And what I mean by that is apologizing comes from a place of humility and it comes from a place of ownership. It allows us to level the playing field. It allows us to say, I was wrong and I'm sorry. There's a couple reasons why that's important. And the first one is that it creates a a safe environment for the other person. Typically, if we're apologizing for something, it's because we did something wrong. Even if at first we don't feel like we did something wrong, if we need to apologize, it's likely because the other person is in a state where they're upset with us or they're hurt by us or feelings have been hurt because of one of our actions, words, or choices. And so what apologizing does in the first place is it creates that safe environment to talk about those feelings and to let the hurt feelings surface. The second one is that it does take ownership. And it says, I own up to the fact that I hurt you. I own up to the fact that I wronged you. And then finally, it establishes a place of humility on our end. And as we look at how to enrich a relationship, nobody wants to be in a a relationship where they feel inferior, they feel like they're being put down. So apologizing allows us to to level ourselves, like I said, levels that playing field, maybe bring ourselves down a little bit, be more humble and say, hey, we really are on the same page. We are on the same level. And I, I want to understand where you're coming from. I want to understand your feelings. I want to level set with you. So that's why we felt it's so important that we talk about apologizing as a pinnacle principle of how to enrich relationships. And apologies really can go a long way, especially when they're unexpected. Sometimes it's easy to expect an apology, and that can either be contrived or very meaningless. But an apology that's given when it's unexpected can be transforming. And I'll give an example that happened this very week. My wife and I were, were flying out to come see Dax and his family, and we were flying on Southwest, which we always have great experiences typically with, with folks there. But this particular experience to me was changing. My wife and I were told that we could have the seat between us. We needed some space, and they said, you know what, we have a seat available in the middle, so we'll give you that third seat. And so that was great. We planned on that. We sat uh, window and aisle, and we had the middle seat. Well, the plane was full, and they uh, ended up having a person that they needed to put into that seat and had not communicated that that seat was taken. And they didn't give us a pass or anything to put on the seat. So they brought the individual, and when they did, we said, well, we were told that, that this seat was one that we could have. And we found that they did have another seat, and they kind of looked at us funny, like, you know, well, you could give us the seat. And we're like, well, you know, if you need it, and they're like, no, 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 we'll just move up. 
and got kind of short with us and moved the person to another seat. Well, after takeoff and after we'd been in the air maybe 15 or 20 minutes, that same stewardess came back to us and she goes, I want you to know that I am very sorry. She goes, I did not understand that you had been promised that seat and I just want you to know that I am very sorry for what I said and the way I treated you. And it's absolutely fine that you have that seat. You were told you should have that seat. And then she offered us, is there anything I can get for you that just to show my apologies? And, and of course, we were just so appreciative that she would even say that. But it was very unexpected. It was very sincere. And it was actually very quick because it was not that long after it had happened that she did that. And, and actually, for about 15 minutes, both of us kind of felt a little frustrated thinking, you know, we were told and it didn't happen and all this. So we kind of started building up those feelings that typically come when there's a wronging or some other thing that we don't feel is just. And it was not an easy thing on her part to come and do that, but she did it very professionally. And like I said, she did it very quickly and very thoroughly. It was very clear that she was very apologetic and meant it. So I really do believe that there is a lot that happens in an apology that's delivered unexpectedly. And I love that because... I come from a customer service background, and that's one of the main things we talk about in customer service is empathize. And when we say empathize, it's apologize, but sincerely. It's not sympathy. It's, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. It's getting personal. It's getting specific. And it's saying, you know, I apologize because, or I, I'm so sorry because this happened to you. And I understand how that must have made you feel. And I love that you said, that's what the stewardess also said. She addressed the feelings. I'm sure you felt uncomfortable or I must have put you in an awkward situation. That takes apologies to the next level, whether it is customer service or just in our own lives, is when we include some sort of recognition of the feeling. I'm sorry because I know that you must have felt. I would assume that if I were in your position, I would feel. And just allowing those emotions to come to the surface. Because when we have our emotions heard, we feel validated. And you had shared that that kind of changed the whole experience. It flipped it on its head. If you don't mind sharing, how did that make you perceive Southwest as a company after that? I, I felt like not only was this woman sincere, but it seemed almost like she probably had been trained that when you see something where a customer has obviously been mistreated, and like you said, you recognize there's more to it than just the mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, that it's important to address that because I felt right away she was empowered. She was offering us, you know, can I give you a drink? Can I do give you drink coupons? She obviously had tools in place to try and somehow take care of the situation and was quick to do that. But at the same time, more than anything, she was sincere. And I felt like that was really what won me and, and won me to being loyal. Yeah. I appreciate that part where you said that the flight attendant gave you a gift voucher, some sort of physical apology, along with that verbal apology. And in customer service, one of the things we hear quite often is don't throw money at the situation to try and resolve it. And as I've gone through my customer service career, I've been a manager and just had a spouse, had a significant other in my life. With my wife, I've learned that there's a lot of truth to that. I'd like to talk just briefly about that because we're approaching Christmas and the holiday season, and it's a time where we give gifts, and it's also a time where we spend time with family. So for many folks, there's that idea of, let me just give them a gift, and that can be my apology. Kind of like with this customer service example, I'll just give them a free drink, and we'll call it a day. What that flight attendant did that goes above and beyond and really is the essence of great 
apologizing is she combined a physical action, the drink coupon, with a, an actual verbal apology. And that's where the magic really comes into play. Great customer service you'll find is where there's some sort of verbal apology combined with an action. In some cases, that's a discount. Maybe it's a, a replacement sent out to you for a damaged product. Maybe it's just there's nothing that can be done. For example, in items lost in transit, you're calling FedEx, UPS, whoever it may be, and saying, where's my product? It's not like they can teleport it to you. But them saying, I'm going to look into this. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and follow up with you. And I'm just so sorry. I'm sorry this happened to you. Note how those two work to, in tandem to deliver a phenomenal experience. And that's really what validates people. That's what makes people feel heard and respected is when we use the words, but we also combine that with some sort of an action. I see that happening a lot in our personal lives. Again, like I talked about with our Christmas season approaching, or even just day to day with my own wife, I find that when I've done her wrong and I need to apologize, saying I'm sorry is fine. However, I can take it to the next level when I do something for her, along with my apology. It may be doing a chore, like cleaning the dishes, put down the kids by myself, do what I can do to really show my wife that I'm sincere when I say I'm sorry. I say I'm sorry and here's how I can show you I'm sorry. And by proactively doing things, showing them by word and deed that we really mean what we say when we say I'm sorry is how people feel that, again, that respect, uh, feeling heard, feeling validated. And so I just encourage us as we're looking at the Christmas season and looking at the best gift to give, I don't believe that there is a perfect item or a perfect thing to give somebody. However, giving people an actual apology that's combined with words and deed is a great way to show somebody that we truly mean what we say and that we truly value and appreciate them. That's that's really helpful. And I guess as you were saying that, I was thinking also professionally that sometimes we'll have to have a conversation that's difficult with somebody. And I know there's been times sometimes where it's, I'm passionate about something and I'll say something to them. I really want to drive home a point and I, I drive home that point and then I continue hitting the nail. And the point was made and I didn't need to do any more. And I can think of a couple of times where I've needed to go back and say, you know what, I know you got what I was talking about, and I'm sorry that I actually went way beyond explaining what needed to be said, because I could tell you got it, and, and I could tell that you knew I was passionate about it, but at the same time, there was no reason that you needed to feel all my passion. You just needed to get the point, and I, I'm sorry that I was so passionate about that. And I, I've just found having that kind of a conversation afterwards not only accomplishes the goal of getting the point, but puts the nail at the right level. It doesn't need to be all the way through the board and out the other side. It just needs to be able to hold the two pieces together. I think, as you said so well, it's really important to look for the reaction in the person to realize, is the relationship where it needs to be, or have I gone too far? And your example just made me think of a time where I needed to apologize also pretty recently. You talked about how you let maybe an oversharing of emotions, but in my situation, I just had emotions from other issues affecting me. And I went into a conversation and I just 
walked into that conversation angry because of a number of factors that were external to the conversation. But then going in, this person shared with me a proposal about how to redo a part of my work. And after hearing for weeks all of these other things about my work that people wanted to change, I just walked in and I said, you know, I'm going to take a sledgehammer to your proposal and we're going to just scrap it entirely. And obviously I didn't mean it in such rude terms. I just was full of emotions and that was my way of expressing it. But I could tell immediately when the words left my mouth that that was the wrong way to express my emotions and it absolutely hurt our relationship. And I didn't even explain, hey, you know what, it's because of these other factors that I'm saying this. I just let it all fly. And so I, at the end of that meeting, I asked this person to, to hold up for a few minutes and stay behind from everybody else leaving the meeting. And the two of us talked and I said, look, I just need to apologize. I don't have any good excuse for you. I don't have any good reason, even though certainly there was a reason. And I could have talked through all of that. But like you said, I didn't need to push the nail all the way through the board. I just needed to give them what they needed to hear. And what they needed to hear was sorry. And so I, I totally agree with you where apologies are absolutely necessary. And we need to understand the other person. We need to understand what that other person needs before we uh, go in with either a, a long, detailed, exaggerated apology, or if it's just a simple, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I recognize that I was out of line. I felt awful <laughs> saying that to you. And we don't know what that person felt, but we sure know how we felt, and we felt awful. I do think that that's a really good point. The best apologies come when we understand that other person. Well, I love that you, you said you did it right after, because it's, it's almost like being on the edge of a diving board when we're first learning to swim, and we look at the water, and the more we look at the water, the more afraid we get to jump in. And the fact that you did this, you didn't even have a lot of time to process or think about what will I say or how will I say it. You just knew I need to say it, and you did it. And I think when we have those kind of feelings that we need, that's going to be probably when it's most unexpected. The apology that you were talking about, there was no time to think it was unexpected and it was totally sincere. And I, I just think that's a very powerful example. Interesting how that ties back. We had a hard conversation series, and in there we also talked about you can't plan for every twist and turn in a conversation. Sometimes you just need to walk in and trust in the relationship, trust in each other, and trust in speaking from the heart. That's the same thing with an apology. When it comes from the heart is when it's sincere and when it's most impactful. Thank you for tuning into today's episode, and be sure to check out our other episodes where we explore additional ways to enrich your relationships at work and with your family. Before you take off, we invite you to subscribe and share what you liked from this episode with friends, colleagues, and family. Take a moment and share feedback and suggestions with us directly at enrichrelationshipspodcast at gmail.com. Lasting change comes from enriching your relationships both at work and at home.